When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Thanks for being part of my life. Thanks for having me be part of your life. Uh, I, I'm sure you're driving to work right now, or you're just listening in your house. And uh, Ryan, do you ever listen to the episodes? Long pause, indicating. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no. But you're here for them. I am here. So, I mean, you've already listened to them because you're sitting there. I am here and I take notes and I am present in the moment. You are. We have a yeah. we, we have a great episode. We've had some really great episodes. Some people, in fact, there's some good episodes coming up. I urge you, if you're here for uh, Ozzy Tesfai, um, stick around because we've got a lot of great guests coming up. And I mean, talk about like the the episode we had that we just recorded. Yes. One actor talking about uh, you know really like almost giving up completely and and like letting go of this world and uh, that was pretty intense. That was pretty intense. It, it, it came from someone you would not expect it to come from. Yeah, too. some somebody you think that you know they have it all. Life they got life by the balls. Career's great and they're just not happy. It, it comes to show that you know it doesn't matter how much money you have or success you have. I mean, look. We're all here. We're all doing this thing called life. So mm -hmm. I urge you, if you're in trouble or anything, to just get some help and uh, know that there's uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. There is. But the good kind, not the kind you see when you're dying. Yes, the good, the good light, Ryan. <laughs> Let's clarify. Let's clarify that. <laughs> what is Rosenbaum saying? Who fucking knows? <laughs> and who cares? Uh if you want to follow us, please do it. Ryan, tell them where to follow the podcast on the handles. At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's right. Please subscribe. You can watch the shows on YouTube. You can listen on Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and everywhere else. But it really helps. Write a review. Um, tell your friends. We need more people to listen. And I want to thank my patrons. Um, those people that are on patreon.com slash inside of you who give to the podcast more keep us afloat. Thank you. Thank you, Jason, my editor. Thank you, Ryan, my engineer and my, my partner in crime here. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Bryce, my producer. Thanks, Cumulus. Thanks, everybody. The holidays are here. Ryan, are you going anywhere? Yeah, I'm going to Hawaii. Oh, yeah, you're going to Hawaii with family. Uh -huh. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun, though. Yeah, we'll be there for a while doing uh, Hawaii things. Hawaii, are you doing it with your family? I'm doing it, well, doing it with Amanda's family. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you get along with them. Yeah. So you'll be, uh, you'll be great. It'll be gravy. And then we're going to a wedding at the end of it. So one of my, Ooh, two of my friends are getting married. A fucking wedding in fucking Hawaii. So original. Well, if you're gonna get married, yeah. go to Hawaii and get married, folks. Um, hey, as many of you know, I volunteer and uh, supporter for a nonprofit uh, that is near and dear to my heart. Mm. Food on foot is an organization that helps fight homelessness in Los Angeles. Food on Foot helps up to 300 people each week seeking food, clothing, jobs, and housing. Please join me this holiday season by making a gift to Food on Foot. Your holiday donation will be matched by Food on Foot's board, doubling your impact. So if you donate 25, Food on Foot will receive 50. Please visit foodonfoot.org for more information. 
I appreciate your help. And also Echoes of Hope, can't forget Foster Youth. And, uh, you know, go to echoesofhope.org. I've been with that organization for a long time, and they do so much amazing work for the youth and for uh, – just go to echoesofhope.org. I think you're going to learn a lot by it. And uh, help help someone out during this the, these holidays. You know what I'm talking about, Ryan? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's good to give back. It's good mm-hmm. to give back, and I appreciate everybody here. Also, the Inside of You online store, we've got brand-new um, – Smallville lunchboxes. Just got a shipment of Smallville lunchboxes. So if you want one autograph for the holidays, you better uh, go to the Inside of You online store. Got some great stuff and some holiday specials coming up. And also sunspin.com if you want to book a a Zoom with me. And uh, if you want any cool swag, I see Tom Welling and Stephen Amello is wearing these sunspin shirts that I'm wearing and hats. And I love love it. I love it. And uh, also if you want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash inside of you. And, you know, we've got a great episode today. Uh, Ozzy Tesfai talks about working on Supergirl. She talks about writing an episode. She's like the first actress or actor mm-hmm. that's written an episode mm-hmm. uh, of one of these these shows, especially Supergirl. And uh, she talks about wanting to be a clown when she was younger, and not like, I mean, like a real clown, like a clown, like clown school, like clown school, like legit, <laughs> like clowning. legit. <laughs> yeah, she she was not, she wasn't clowning around. Uh, fantastic episode. I really, really dug her. Can I say that? Can I say I dug her? Yeah. I just really enjoyed our conversation and I think you will too. Let's just do it. Let's get into Ozzy Tesfai. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Ozzy Tesfai. Is that right? Yeah. I did it right? Yeah. It sounds like such a a Hollywood name. Really? Not Hollywood like, oh, she's so Hollywood. (laughs) It it just sounds like like you're a star. Oh, that's, I've never that. You know, it's like Brad Pitt, Ozzy Tesfai. (laughs) Michael Rosenbaum. (laughs) Doesn't fit. Which one of these names doesn't fit? (laughs) I see your point. Can you put the maybe the microphone a little closer to you, like almost like right to you? How's that? That's pretty good. Thanks. What do you think, Ryan? Good. Thank yeah. You, Ryan. Yeah. I how how often? You, yeah. <laughs> of course. That's what People I'm have been for. harassing Ryan lately. Aww. Yeah. Harassing. Well, harassing you, my Anthony Michael Hall, Bobby Lee. This is just so obviously close to uh, everybody. It's like kind of out of the way, but it's just like I'm very much in the priff. Do you think that Ozzy, <laughs> after this interview, is going to say, "Yeah, the guy"? To the left, I forgot his name, but wasn't he a little close to me? <laughs> no, but there's there's multiple pillows. Yeah, between. there's, there's pillows between. You're fine. There's a pillow for it. Yeah. yeah. How many people mess your name up? Ninety eight percent of people. What have you heard? A Z. Mm hmm. Uh, a Z. A Z. The last name is always really bad. Test. I've heard testify, which I was like, how did you? A Z testify. 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 Do you get annoyed? Uh, I've been dealing with it since the first day of kindergarten. Um, every time my name was called in school, so I'm pretty used to it. And my full name is actually Azeb. Azeb. Az- Azeb Tesfai. So I've had it my whole life. Azeb Tesfai. Do you have a middle name? Goitum. Azeb Goitum Tesfai. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. But maybe where 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 you're at? You're you're where from? Where are you from? I'm Eritrean. Eastern African, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And 
is that a typical name? Yes. So people wouldn't even think twice hearing it over there. Yes. And Ozzy is the typical name for Ozeb, nickname for Ozeb. I didn't come up with that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got lucky. But that's a cute name. Ozzy's a cute name, right? I feel so validated in the first, Yeah. You know. Did you notice that I had I what I call, because I'm from the Midwest, we call them shitters. Did you notice <laughs> that there was a porta potty outside? I did. You I, did notice I did. that next to where you parked. And yeah. you're like, why does he have a porta potty outside? Not just because I'm from Indiana. I didn't know if that was for your guests. And you're like, I, I, this is where you go to <laughs> That's <the> exactly <laughs> right. It's where the guests uh, perform their duty. <laughs> no, it's because I had some work around the house. So the guys brought their own porta potty that's thoughtful isn't that thoughtful i think so is it better than having them come inside to uh, go to the bathroom they didn't assume they didn't assume they were like we came with our just like i came with my own like waters and co- i think it's very thoughtful to not assume yeah you came your your uh publicist morgan brought you coffee <laughs> she did she's over there giving a thumbs up but she didn't ask me if i wanted a coffee <laughs> we didn't consider that no, but you do right. make your own so yeah so look at this uh, Kelly Olsen and Supergirl, Nadine and Jane the Virgin, Silicon Valley, Melrose Place, Million Little Things. You're recurring on Million Little Things. Yeah. So you're like, are you, are you someone, are you an actor that always has to work or you go crazy? Yeah. Talk about that. Because that, that's that always baffles me how someone has to go from one project to the next project to the next project. Because what happens, and, and then tell me what happens to you when you're not working. Uh it's funny. I, I, a castmate of mine on Jane the Virgin, uh, Justin and I are very similar in this way. And we've unpacked this a lot together. I think it's probably tied to worth and like always feeling like mm. there is identity based in, in working. Validation. Yeah. And maybe not so much from other people, but for myself, like I challenge myself and then I, I'm like, oh, I could do that. Or, uh, I'll be able to get another show quickly after this. Or so it's, it's all self-inflicted. Right. <laughs> so if someone's going out with you, dating you, mm-hmm. do they feel the, okay, do they feel the pressure that you feel because you're like, I have to work, I have to do this, mm-hmm. I have to self-tape, I know how this business can be. I It's it's very internal. Like, I don't put it on very many people around me. It's definitely, uh, it's a wild place in my mind. <laughs> really? Yeah. I have a therapist, I see a therapist once a week, which is also You do? Helpful. I do, yeah. I lo- you see that, Ryan? You see how she just comes out with that? <laughs> Ryan's been going to BetterHelp. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I love that. He tried mm-hmm. it, he gave it a shot, and I have friends that call me and go, does this BetterHelp work? You know, because they're a sponsor. But, like, mm-hmm. therapy has changed not only my life, but millions of people's lives. And, and um, I, I know David Harewood, who mm-hmm. was on, who's on Supergirl, mm-hmm. he came on the show mm-hmm. and he was so forthcoming and so open about his, you know, his history of like with mental illness and all these things. And I just was in the first thing you said is I go to therapy, which not all actors do. They kind of want to hide that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but most actors go. I just think. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yeah, I think so. They just don't maybe share that they do, but it's important. And uh, for me, I I started seeing someone weekly because uh, I've got, been on and off, but pretty much uh, right right when the pandemic started, I was like, okay, because I had to sit still. I couldn't work. Right. I couldn't we do anything. We were forced to just stay at home. Yeah. But I that's mean, when I fa- you start- I found things to do. <laughs> what did you do? I started writing. <laughs> so. Is, is that, and that, that's how it all happened? Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. You're forced to write at home. Yeah. And then you end up writing an episode for yeah. the se- series final season of Supergirl for yeah. an episode. That's crazy. It's like, oh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to start painting and then I'm going to be in a museum in, next year. <laughs> Look, I also cried and was scared and did all the things everyone did during the day. I just would carve out a couple hours to channel that into something. And you had never yeah. written before? 
No, I, I had written, but not like a structured script. And I uh, got a teacher because <laughs> I'm. You hired a teacher. I did. I hired a writing person. Kind how of. do you find a, a teacher who will teach you how to write? I mean, how, how where do you find these people? I had a friend. Well, I asked a referral. I'm going to be really honest. I, I I worked with someone who felt really intense, uh, who was an actual writing coach, who wasn't a working writer, and the energy was really off, and it gave me a lot of anxiety. Right. I called a female uh, showrunner friend of mine and said, hey, do you have any writers that want to make some money and are off right now. And she's like, actually the perfect person for you. And, uh, it was a staff writer on one of her shows and we zoomed and it was like, we got along really well. And then two, three days a week we'd hop on. So what was the first conversation you have? So Ozzy, have you written, um, what do you want to write? Why do you want to start writing? Yeah. Here's from the, you just start from a, where do you start? Where do they tell you to do? Just write. I, I, I want. I had an idea for a, a Supergirl uh, storyline for Kelly. Um, specific, for your character. Yeah, yeah. Because we had kind of touched on her being a war vet, but there was so much of PTSD and, and how we as a country treat veterans when they come back home, and we hadn't really looked at that. Um, and we had Sean Astin on who played like an I old- I love Sean. He's the best. How much do you love working with Sean? He's he like- the best. They always say like Henry Winkler is the nicest guy mm. in the business. And I think Sean Astin's like number two. He really is. And and his daughter is a big fan of Supergirl. So he's seen every episode. It's their bonding thing they do together. Are you kidding me? No, he's seen every. And there's over 100 episodes of Supergirl they've watched. How many have you been in? Uh, I don't know, like 40 or 50. And so you got the idea. To, and I want to get into this. Yeah. But I also want to go back to something you just talked about. You said therapy. Yeah. Did you get into therapy just during COVID? Was that the first time or you had been going for years? I had done it before off and on, but I hadn't consistently. And I had, I had like my dog passed. and Me I too. Had, when did your dog pass? Uh, March. My dog passed first five, of March. Five, five months ago. Oh, I'm so, so what was sorry. that? It's about, about the same. Yeah, it was hard. 13 years. Oh my gosh. It's, it's brutal. And uh, I was you know, alone in Vancouver, you know, my dog was like my other half. It's essentially. Your companion. Yeah. So, and then a friend of mine had suddenly passed and, wow. and then, and then a week later COVID and our show got shut down. So I was like prime. I'll tell you something. I have a really good girlfriend of mine when all that stuff went down who was like, I didn't know how to support you. Right. And so what I'm going to, what I did was I called a bunch of trauma therapists in Vancouver and I uh, narrowed it down to two, and I went ahead and booked sessions with them and told them everything you've been through so you don't have to. So here you go. And it was like the most thoughtful, incredible. What? I know. She's a really good friend. Yeah. Wait, so this person called up a therapist and said, this is what they've gone through. They lost a dog. They've been dealing with this. Told as much. And she, this person knew you inside out. She like, yeah, and, and talked to a couple and was like, she's not going to like that person. These two women feel like a good vibe. And then, yeah, and then talk them through it so that I didn't have to, you know, rehash everything. So you just went right into it? Mm -hmm. Did you have what's called, I had, you know, when I went through a breakup, they said I had what's called situational depression. Mm. that it was just, this is the situation. You went through a breakup and that's why you're depressed. You're not really a depressed person mm. per se. <laughs> Little did they know mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, it's not, it wasn't just that situation, mm -hmm. but was it just a situation for you? Was it just like a, a sort of a time that you were just having a tough time getting through? Uh, I think it's a little of both. I definitely can. Uh, I don't know. It's really hard to assess coming out of three and a half, four years in Vancouver, I think too, because they're so isolated and, 
I definitely have seasonal depression up there. And so, oh, yeah. and, and the, the winters are so long. I'm just not sure. I've got to reassess where I land yeah. now that I'm, I'm back. But, um, it was, it was hard again because my situation bled into a two year pandemic. So it wasn't like, you know, my dog passed and, and then I was getting out of it. Then there was like all crazy fires of the world going on. And, um, I don't know. So to be determined, maybe I'll get back yeah. to you on that. What what helps you? What what helps you get through days? What helps you? Do you have a, a regiment? Do you have mm-hmm. something that you do? Mm-hmm. What is that? I wake up and uh, make coffee. This is like my favorite thing to the have. Simple to things, right? The, the simple things, right? The simple things. And the I routines. like making, like frothing the milk, and I find all that uh, relaxing. And then I journal. For me, like doing um, morning pages, I guess they're called, uh, from yeah. the artist's way, but doing three pages and just letting everything kind of come out helps a lot if I wake up with anxiety. Um, and then I do breath work sometimes. What kind of breath work? Uh, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Is that the deep shit? That's like the, you. it's apparently alkaline your body, but you there's an app you can follow. And uh, um, I'm breathing now. I'm like trying to, <laughs> I'm like, it's, you no. You hold so- it and, and then you, do, it almost feels like you're going to faint. I mean, but you, it's, it's pretty incredible. And, and years ago, uh, McCod Brooks, uh, on who's Jimmy Olsen, played my James brother, Olsen, right? He really tried to get me into it and I just wasn't into it. And then, um, uh, castmate on Million Little Things, Alice Miller, she got me to do it. She got on, on FaceTime with me. I was like, we're doing this together. And I've been, cause I wasn't sleeping yeah. post dog dying. And then I slept like fully that night well and I was like all right this works for me were you one of those people that would take any medications like you know because for a while there I would take Xanax or Ambien and they say it's the worst and it was the worst I think it messed me up pretty good I I right when all of that went down at the same time I did take something for anxiety but I think it was like a day or two and then not really I really like to feel the pain. (laughs) It helps with your acting. (laughs) It does. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I try to find uh, natural as much as I can ways to, especially because it was something that I felt like I had to work through. Right. Um, Yeah. What are some natural ways? Like obviously the breath work. I mean, it's true. Like sweating and getting active. I'm a big uh, um, Stanley Park loop bike rider in Vancouver. Stanley Park guys is in Vancouver, British Columbia. I was there for seven years for Smallville and uh, I know about Stanley Park. And when she talks, look, it's the most, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yeah. But during the winters, it's gray and it rains for seven months. And as beautiful as it is, it can be taxing. So that with COVID, with your dog passing, with all these things, you have to have this regimen. So you're doing breath work. You're going to Stanley Park. You're yeah. exercising. You're sweating. Well, the good thing, good and bad, but th- we we shut down. So I was able to come back here right oh, after okay. all that happened. Um, and so I was around friends and family in a safe in a safe environment. But therapy really is 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 big. And you me. go every week. Every week, I'm really? standing. Yeah. For the last year. I, I think I make the mistake of like going to therapy and then uh, I go, oh, I feel okay. And then I don't. And then I go down, 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 yeah. down until I need therapy again. And it's something that I think you need to have upkeep. Is that what it's called? You have to just be on top of it. I, I looked at Ryan. <laughs> Ryan just started going to therapy. I, I should be looking at you. I silent nod of like, I'm <laughs> just like, here to support you. Yeah. 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 Sure. I, I've fallen off before. I just haven't maybe honestly like felt. Like, okay, yeah, I'm good stopping just because it's been a big transitional time. And then when we went back to shooting, uh, the border was closed. So we were mm. we were locked down um, hardcore 
only interacting kind of with your castmates. Um, no one can come in and or out of Canada for for us. It was the last season was what eleven months. Eleven months, months you were there. I think so. September until August. Now you had to. I know you're not going to tell me this, but you had to get sick and tired of your castmates. Yeah, I'm not touching that. No, <laughs> but Jesus. I mean, look, you hang out with anybody for eleven yeah. months or eleven hours. Yeah. You're going to be like, uh, okay, I just you need to have a different uh, change the, of scenery. The good thing is is. Because there's so many shows that were locked down, I, like you, I had friends on other shows, and I so there was community where you didn't have to hang out with people you worked with necessarily, um, not for any other reason than you're with them all the time, uh, and a lot of people had family, so I didn't have I didn't have anyone up there, but most people like you know Kyler has a husband and kids, and they had their own worlds. Uh, so you didn't have anybody except your dog. Yeah. And the, when did the dog pass in March? March. And then I, I ended up rescuing. When I came home Aww. to join the writer's room, I rescued a pup in December. What a damn treat. What yeah. kind of dog? She's some sort of poodle mix. Her name's Daisy. She's a, she's a, somebody told me recently she was my teacher. I was like, great. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how just having an animal in the house, I, it just elevates your, your whole disposition, like your yeah. whole feeling like I could be really sad and I walk in and there's this unconditional little thing yeah. that just kisses me and loves me and wants me to take her out. Yeah. And you met Blanche. She jumped Blanche on your publicist. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know what the hell that was. But she's Blanche gave I felt I felt very um supported and secure and loved and it was like <laughs> solid. She was like, this is where we're going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She led you the way. She yeah. led you to the podcast room. Yeah. So Daisy, you feel like Daisy really helps you out? Yeah, I mean, she's tricky. She had, I didn't, you know, she came with a lot of issues. Uh, what were the issues? She's really loud, like in the streets, you know, she like <laughs> barks at every, like a paper bag. And it's, you know, I'm like, you got to chill out. She's very attached because she was abandoned multiple times. Right. And so, and she was actually a, um, a, a China kill shelter meat dog. So I had her rescued from, yeah. So that's like dark. Wow. To be, uh, almost eaten did you barely get her in time she's really cute i feel like it was only a matter of time for someone to get someone her. was gonna eat that little thing up yeah yeah but oh now i tell the story in front of her and she has a reaction for sure to it. <laughs> she understands she's like it's too soon i'm not ready to uh to unpack that with you yet but um yeah i it's so funny i i didn't and i've never talked about this but i also didn't i was very social media uh, heavy with my with my last with George the dog that passed yeah. and I didn't with Daisy for a long time and um, I felt like she knew. <laughs> She's like, "What about me? Am I, I not pretty a, enough?" Totally, I would do like lives, and she would all of a sudden start pacing in a place she's never paced that happens to be in. She's like the girlfriend <laughs> that's like, "I know you posted pictures of your ex, and like we've been dating for a while. I don't know nice. what's going on." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need more people in Vancouver. Clearly, this is what I'm psychoanalyzing. Obviously, right well, it's well, it's hard. It's like you have to have. I'm sure you have some you people. Yeah. You know those 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 friends that you FaceTime constantly. Yeah. That the one or two that you need to help get you through things. Yeah. Just seeing their face makes you smile. Are you close with your uh, with your family with your parents? Yeah, my mom and I are really close. Where are they? In L. A. In L. A. Yeah, but my mom, you know. She uh, is is not married, so she was also in it alone and oh. older. So it's a it was a very different experience of fear for her. Um, so it was it was kind of supporting her more than uh, you know just wanting her to feel good. I still got to be around people. My nervous system got resets of being around energy on set. I wasn't isolated. Right. Um, 
And again, I, there really is a community like of people that I'm really close with on, on some of the other shows that I hang out with all the time. Who, who are some of these people that you hang um, out uh, Candace Patton and I are really close. Right. And uh, Javisi and I are really close, and Camrys on Batwoman, and wow, yeah, we have like a we have we we you know Cam does we do game nights. What kind of games do you guys play? Taboo is a big one. Taboo. Um, What's taboo? Taboo is the one, one where you write is it you, you write an answer in there. There's a fake answer. You get a word and you can't say like five words underneath it. And then there's someone with a buzzer by your ear, which gets very loud with a bunch so of... So like it's uh, Kennedy, for instance, John F. Kennedy. And you can't say shot. You can't say head. President. You can't say president. You can't say junior. Marilyn Monroe. can't say Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's fun. It's fun. We should play some taboo. And then there's some, there's like a, a, a game with like dice. I don't even know what it's called that was introduced into the group. Left, right, center? Yes. Is that the drinking game? But we do it... With we, money. We do it with money. So you bet money. And Everybody, you know who tends to win this game, which is very frustrating? Who? David Ramsey, who doesn't Ramsey. need it. Ramsey. Yeah. And I'm like, you are the last. Why do you say David Ramsey doesn't need it? Is it because he's just been working for so long? He's been working for so long. He was like on the the, the OG show of Arrow. And he's like directing everything. And he's like nonstop. He is. He's coming on the podcast, too. And he keeps texting oh, he? me. He says, hey, Rosenbaum, I'm just I'm busy. I'm doing this thing. I want to come on. He's great. I know you worked closely with him. On yeah, the, he directed. Um, uh, he directed the Supergirl yeah, episode. Um, wrote, yeah. Um, what was it called? Blind Spots. Blind Spots. I knew that. Yeah. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and, you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused. Um, younger, I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic, Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senoletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. 
Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. If you want to save money, listen up. <laughs> I don't know how, how to tell you this other than this really works. Ryan went through this. Mm-hmm. We have so many unwanted subscriptions that we forget we have. And, uh, you know, there's so many apps nowadays that we just get lost. And, you know, I'm not very app savvy. And, you know, I'll watch a streamer. And then the next thing I know, I forget that I just watched one show and I'm still subscribed to this after six months with Rocket Money. They take care of you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Why don't you say... Did you know that nearly 75% and end at... Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Yeah, I'm one of those people, Ryan. And between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. Thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I could see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. I love the dashboard and how it shows me this month's spending compared to last month. I like doing that. Uh, so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. That's simply astonishing. Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. So go, you know, go back. Did you always want to be an actor? Did you, since you were a little girl? Because I read somewhere that you wanted to be a clown. I did. Is that true? Yeah. How old were you? Not like a cool, I just, I feel like people assume that it's like a cool Cirque du Soleil clown. Like I wanted to do kids' birthday parties. <laughs> you really were aspiring to something. I did. I I remember in kindergarten pulling a clown aside and being like, listen, just give it to me straight. <laughs> like, how did you get on this path? What do I need to do to set myself up to win? Um, and she was like, you should not be a clown. <laughs> Um, is that what she said? Yeah. You do not want to do it. You I'm do doing. not want to do it. I was like, all, it was all in squeaks, though. It wasn't like actual. <laughs> yeah. it was all in like she had just done like a balloon it. animal, and yeah, I yeah. was like, listen, lady, you, you learn that somewhere. Can you fast track me? Yeah. And I think you have to really love children. Mm-hmm. Do you love children? Uh, I don't think that that was a consideration for me. Because you were a child. I was a child. So you didn't think about those things. I think things. it was like clown clothes, balloons, build your own schedule. Feels like fun. Yeah, fun. You make people happy. You like, there's, you know, you're, you're mobile. Everything's just in your car. And then you can, like, when did those dreams fade? Third grade. Third grade. All right. So you were really young. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't remember wanting yeah. to do anything except the moonwalk when I was in third grade. I mean, grade. I, but I wanted to be a clown from, from like preschool to third grade. So it was a good five, five years of my life. So I, and I, I pursued it heavily in that time. But no, third grade, I was like, okay, this isn't. Were you. <laughs> Kind of There's some solid perks though. I'm kind of getting sold on clown. Right? Yeah. Getting sold on you clown. Sold on clown. <laughs> There's the name of your next album. Sold on sold clown. Sold on clown. Yeah. 
Well, what did, what did the passion, uh, where did it go to? I mean, I'm the child of immigrants. I'm a first-gen kid. So then it was, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. Those are, we've escaped war for you to have opportunity. <laughs> Jesus. So these are the things that we know you, you know, you can do and be successful in this country. So I, I truly thought like, I'm not good at math. So I'm not gonna be a very good engineer. I don't like the sight of blood. I'm not gonna be a good doctor. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll be a lawyer. And then that kind of carried me through college. Through college. So yeah. you went to high school and then you said, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Yeah. You went to college. Did you start taking like classes yeah. to be a lawyer? I was planning. Like, I, I studied business, but I was pre-law, yeah. Like, did you take constitutional law, con <laughs> law? Did you learn all those dates? CBS Radford, 1973. <laughs> I have to learn all those. I did. I did. Yeah. Really? None of it is stuck, but yeah. Because I, and, and, you know, to my own fault, I didn't intern with an entertainment lawyer until my senior year. And then, and then I interned with a corporate lawyer and I was like, this is not what I want to do. Why didn't I do this earlier? So you're really smart. I'm okay. No, I, 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 I. You got good grades in college? I, I did. I was You made the parents proud? AP classes and God, I never took those classes. Yeah. I mean, even chemistry, chemistry 101, I got out of because uh. I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle school. I just, I, I don't know how I got through it. I probably cheated a lot. <laughs> I'm not honest. kidding. I probably cheated a lot. In fact, probably I, I did. I, I remember cheating on certain papers and I just was slower. I just, I couldn't, I had ADD. I was all over the place. So it was very hard for me to concentrate. Mm. Were you, um, it sounds like you were really focused in college. Yeah, I was pretty type A. And, did and you didn't do any acting in college. No. My my best friend growing up was a very successful teen actress. And I got to witness it through her and not the best Who way. Who was that? Her unmarried name was Lily Sobieski. I, I know that name. She'd done, she was like the teen. She did a movie called The Glass House. And yes. Eyes Wide Blonde Shut. hair. Yes. Yeah. See, I remember that. That's crazy that you remember that. Yeah. So I got to like see through her uh, kind of the, the chaos of it. And I was like, I don't, I, just, I have no desire. I get to go to like the Teen Choice Awards with her, but I don't have to do any work. It was the best of. And you grew up in LA? Yeah. And so you got to see Hollywood firsthand growing up. Yeah. And you lived sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say vicariously through her, but you got to see Hollywood through her. Yeah. Yeah. At, at and any, you had no desire. None. Yeah. That's crazy because all the attention she's getting and the people and the free shit. Don't you yeah. love free shit? But I kind of got it by association. <laughs> so again, I got the best of it without having to do any. And I went to this weird, not weird, it was great, but a very small French high school here in LA. And so there were a couple other actors uh, that went to our school. Who's that? Um, we're just going to name, we're going to name I drop love it. the name drop. We have, we have a game we play that when you name drop, you have to drop something like <laughs> drop a pen. <laughs> oh yeah. So I work with Clint Eastwood and then you just drop something. I had no choice in who I was educated next to, but we had, uh, um, Claire Danes went there and Ooh. Jessica Biel and that was really it. Big names. <laughs> yeah. And it was a French school. Yeah. International French school. So there were kids from all over the country. Do you speak French? I used to really fluently and now I'm okay. Je t'aime. Oh, Comment ça va? Ça va bien? Et mm. No, that's it. Okay. I just say, I love you. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Comment ça va? Comment ça va? Ça va, yeah. Oui. Well, see, so you know some. You can understand. I'm okay. Yeah. So when was it that you sort of go, I'm going to try this? Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said talked about this, but I, my senior year of college, I went through a, a crazy breakup, and I... Uh, just want, I was at, I went to school in Northern California, I went to, to Cal Berkeley and, and I 
my my friend, there was like an opportunity for the show and I didn't, I just wanted to get out of Berkeley pretty much. I was like, I'm going through this breakup. I need to get out of town. And that was when Southwest had their like flight from the one hour flight you could take anywhere pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so I just came home and then I auditioned for this like weird Nickelodeon thing. Wait, what, what made you even know that there was a Nickelodeon thing? So my, my like friends, my best friend was, was still kind of acting, but like her man, there was just something that was like, physically very uh specific that worked i don't remember what it was pretty much like surfer girl number five but (laughs) (laughs) doesn't need to surf but can wear a bikini (laughs) and i was like i'll do i'll do it and so i i came down audition and then um and they were like oh actually we're gonna make this a regular and you 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 got it and uh and you had lines yeah what'd you say do you remember your lines remember no, I won't go over there. Yeah. Something like that. That's a really cool wave. Yeah, it, something like that. That's a really cool wave. Yeah. You're a really great surfer. Yeah. It really wasn't about the acting. <laughs> you were just a beauty. I think they just, uh, yeah, it was not, it was not a deep. Uh... <laughs> not demanding. No. And my mom was like, you're not dropping out of college for something you don't even want to do. But then it was enough for me to kind of be like, oh, maybe I'm interested in this. So you enjoyed it. You were on set and you started to enjoy this? I didn't. I just kind of was curious. <laughs> but then my first real thing I got right after college was one of those telenovela My 13 Soapy shows. Right. And it was filmed in San Diego and that I loved. Like I was like, oh, I, I did, I think, 60 episodes of that. How I, did that come about? Uh, I came back. <laughs> she was also a surfer party girl. <laughs> So we're getting typecast early on in our careers. I think we all get we have that. Yeah, and and it was great. It was one of the best experiences. And then I fell in love with it working. Really, it was very. And even then, I was like, oh, maybe I'll still go to law school. Like it, I I hadn't committed until I was well into a TV show. How pissed are your parents at this point? Well, I think they were pissed. I think becoming a superhero helped um, because that's just cool. And um, seeing that one sheet i think they were like oh and no and no i'm the first from uh, my country to ever be a superhero so well not on the telenovela show or whatever no supergirl supergirl so, exactly but yeah. that was years later oh, then they were pissed my so dad would take, exactly. yeah 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 but my they just didn't understand that you could it, they thought it was a hobby and so they're like why are you spending so much time on a hobby they didn't understand that you could actually have a career in it because there were no examples of that. But you're saying, mom, I'm making money. And how much are you making at that time, like an episode? I don't remember. I think it was like a soap opera salary. I mean, good, probably like. A couple thousand a week. More than that. Really? Like 12 grand a week. 12 grand a week. Yeah. For a soap opera. Yeah. That's pretty good. I was straight out of college. So. Oh my God. Everyone else was like, yeah, I was like this. They're like, screw being a lawyer. Screw being a doctor. Look at all this money you're going to make. And all I have to do is get a bikini and make out with random people. But didn't you have a lot of lines on that soap opera? Yeah. Yeah. We did like, like an episode a day. Okay. We'll see. Let me, let me ask this then. So if you're doing. You go from really nothing, going from surfer girl yeah. to having all this dialogue. Yeah. It sounds like you you don't you don't just fall into that and learn lines and memorize them and you're off to the races. Don't you have to get training or yeah, don't you? Yeah, I did I did that. Once I realized that it was happening, I got like I had a coach and I I worked at it a lot. How hard was it to learn all those lines? Uh, really hard, but it's like a muscle memory for whatever reason. I also just come out of college where I was like writing thesis statements and like was so my mind was so exercised that it was weirdly Jeez. probably not as hard as it was for other people on the show. 
that um, hadn't just come out of school. You have a really high IQ, don't you? I don't know what my IQ I bet is. you I do. I like that I you're I just look at you as if you would know. It, uh, I would guess it's it probably in the one thirties, one forties. I'll take it. I'm probably one oh eight. Have you ever taken your IQ test? I think a long time ago. Mm. But I don't remember exactly what it was. Mm. Or maybe I'm just not telling you because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Ryan, do you know what your IQ is? No idea. Do you know I was at a party once and Sharon Stone dropped the Drop the <laughs> just drop name drop. She was at the party going, my IQ is through the roof, and I'm like, oh my god, shut the fuck up, are you serious? <laughs> so she was going to everybody. She's, oh no, like they have told me my IQ is like genius, off the tr- Is that something you go around saying? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I even guess know if you're Sharon is. Stone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So your parents at this point, you're making money. You're, yeah. you're making somewhat of a living. You're yeah. doing things. Are they at this point like going, hey, we're proud of you? Like continue no, this? <laughs> no. Not, not yet. But I also then didn't work. Then I hit, you know, like it's, it's, um, they were like, okay, we'll, we'll back off a little bit. Uh, but then when I wasn't working for years and just auditioning and once I fell in love with it, it um, went away, which. So you hit a lull. Yeah, you then hit... they were like, okay, so are we done? <laughs> and did you think maybe you were? I've had moments. I will say my mom came down to visit when I was shooting that show and saw the spark of passion and bless her. She pushed me through a lot of the, the I might want to quit. Because once she saw really? that I was really passionate about it, she was like, you can do anything. So I'm going to support you in, in, in doing this. Why were you so passionate? What is it about acting that makes you passionate? I mean, I, 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 I am very indecisive of what I want to do with my life. So the fact that you get to have many different lives uh, by playing different characters feels really cool. Um, that feels exciting to me. There's few moments where I felt like there's nowhere else I want to be. Usually I'm like always thinking ahead or trying to do, or I just feel really aligned. And those have been in, a, in acting situations when they've happened. Um, yeah. Like in the show I'm doing now, I've had, it's been so great that I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I love acting. What, Million Little Things? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, certain, you, you have to really, is it a lot of dialogue for you too? A lot of dialogue. And it's just two people having a conversation. There's no one flying over you. There's no explosions. And I, it's, I love that. So you're saying Supergirl was easy for you. It wasn't easy because I, it it looks cooler being a superhero than it is when you're doing it. You're like, oh, this is really hard and uncomfortable, and so it was challenging in a different way. Right. Um. And and honestly, Kyler's a great actor. So for working with her was always amazing because, um, if I ever got comfortable, she would throw something at me to get me like back on my my game in a scene. Or um, right. Is Supergirl the first? Is is the biggest show that you've gotten, or do you think? Um, Jane the Virgin was the Virgin. that was probably your first biggest show, yeah. and that was a popular show. I mean, yeah. then the cast or some get nominated for a Golden yeah. Globe in that. Yeah, our first season. Right, so it was yeah. something that people. Did you ever watch it, Ryan? No, I never saw it. Yeah, but a lot of people did. Yeah, and so that was your first big break. Is that yeah. something that your your mom and your dad sort yeah. of like their eyes open? Like, oh wait a minute, our little girl is is doing something big now. Mom, yes, Dad still wasn't sold. <laughs> still wasn't still, sold. Still wasn't. We're gonna get there. But I think. Jane was so unexpected in that uh, I came on episode two right after the pilot. And then by by our, by our episode nine, we were at the Golden Globes and Peabody Awards and People's Choice Awards. So it was, it was very uh, 
jarring in, in an exciting way, but it bonded a lot of us, I think, because we were like, what are we doing in this? In well, it this? had to be exciting going from, what are they called? Telenovela? Yeah. Was that right? Telenovela? Yeah. Shows, soap operas, to yeah. Surfer Girl, yeah. you know, to Jane the Virgin and yeah. being at the Golden Globes. Yeah. That had to be like an eye opener for you, yeah. for, for the people around you going, hey, she's... Because a lot of times, you know, we do not great work. Yeah. Or we do great work in something that's not great. Yeah. It but was the first time people really, wa like, were fans and watched. They paid attention to you. Yeah. They're and, like, she's yeah. something to look at. She's something to, to take. And more the, sh the show. Like, I think people have a very intense emotional attachment to it. Um, I was at this, this bookstore in Vancouver that I go to a lot. And the woman that was working out front, like, uh, came up and was like, I just want you to know, like this Jane the Virgin was my pandemic, like my brother passed and she started crying and it was like very, but like that's really common for that show because it's a feel good and people, it's like their safe place. Wow. So it was the first time I'd had that where people were sharing very intimate information because I was a part of something that was special to them. How often do people come up to you and recognize you? How often do you get that? Um, it depends. In Vancouver much more, I think just because we're all there. Uh, and people know in LA, no one gives a shit because it's like yeah, actors are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. What and if, still, yeah. I think Jane is the one because it feels personal. I think it's like when someone shares something about themselves that's vulnerable, and, and someone's experienced that, uh, then you want to come up and share that with that person, whether it's your mental health struggles or, um, you know, a million things deals with with suicide uh, as a storyline. Then you get people that come up to you and and want to share that. And so I think with Jane specifically, anywhere. Um, whether it's like immigration storylines, they they want to tell their they want to tell you their story. Right. Yeah. How do you? Because like the thing is, you're having a bad day, you're having whatever kind of day, and people come up to you. You sort of have to give them that attention. Are you someone who could just turn it on really quickly and and be like, "Hey, great, thank you so much," or fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that can easily just be like, you know, I met so and so, and that Rosenbaum is just an asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, I was having a fucking bad day. I I lost my dog. People don't know what you what you're going through or what you went yeah. through. But do you? What? How do you feel about that? Do you I, usually I always, turn on? I try. I think sometimes maybe I've not been as connected and warm if I'm having a bad day. But I always I always try. Um, and I think with Supergirl specifically, it's usually girls and. Uh, they look up to so many of us girls. And so for me, that always, they, they're so sweet. And yeah. it gets me out of a bad mood, weirdly, right. uh, meeting them because they're so excited and um, kind and yeah. Inside of You is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp as menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. 
While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Dot com promo code inside that's nutrafol.com promo code inside inside of you is brought to you by factor i love factor meals ryan do you know this yes why do you know this because i've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some and you've had them and i've had them and you love them i do because i asked you every time mm -hmm. um Look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are, it's two minutes to cook this stuff. You always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's, it's perfect for my lifestyle. And I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um, yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. How many... 
episodes of Supergirl did you do before before COVID? I guess there was quite a few, right? Yeah, I guess two seasons. Two seasons so of that. 40, yeah. So it wasn't until then COVID hit where you started to want to write. Yeah. And that's when you got into this whole thing where you had this about racial injustice and yeah. all these thoughts for Supergirl. And yeah. um, how did that? So th- so you, you wanted to write an episode. Is that what you ultimately wanted to do was to write an episode of Supergirl? Was that what got you into mm-hmm. the writing or, or you that, that kind of came about? So... I think, it, you know, it was also the COVID and Black Lives Matter, and it was this really activated time. And I think just even having gone through what, what I was saying, I went through with loss of, of a close friend and, and my my dog, and uh, I was unpacking a lot of stuff and, and realizing within myself things that I pushed down and said was okay that weren't, uh, and trauma, things were coming up for me. Again, I was doing a lot of therapy. Right. And uh, so I started to write m- more for myself. And then um, stories that I was like, I want to tell these stories and I have, why why can't I? More as like a producer, like I want to get someone to do this. And I think I realized if I can't write, it's a disadvantage and it would only help me to learn how to. Right. And for the upcoming season of Supergirl, I really wanted to tell a war vet story and go a little deeper uh, in the Sean Astin, kind of where we started, but like really explore it. And how do you do that? Because it sounds so daunting that, you know, you got the show going on for so many years that you want to just jump in and write an episode or because where does it fit? Because you got to think there's arcs and there's episodes that lead into other episodes and they're crossing into each other. And there's like, then they have the multi-universe or whatever, the Arrowverse and all these things. So I mean, it takes a lot of chutzpah, as the Jews say. Chutzpah. I'm a Jew. I could say that. Because if I said, as the Jews say, and I was like, <laughs> if I was black and I said it, or if I was, you yeah. know, not Jewish, yeah. I'd get in trouble probably yeah. nowadays, wouldn't I? But you're like, I'm good. But I'm good because I'm yeah. a Jew. So yeah. the Jews say. I think I think, <laughs> I think, think you're good. I think anyone's good. Anyone's good saying that? Yeah. But where the chutzpah of like going in and like writing an episode, because that's, you sort of wrote a piece, yeah. right? Yeah. You wrote an episode. Yeah. But 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 again, it was my version of it had nothing to do with the storylines on the show. I knew what was happening with my character because our showrunners really did end of season, beginning of season, told you you're pretty much a whole arc. So we had a really good idea. Right. OK, what was that's good. Um, but again, so I, I wrote this with that idea of that. Also, I was um, finding my voice a lot because I've always been someone that never wants to be difficult. And to the to to the detriment of myself, and uh, I was starting to realize that speaking up for myself didn't make me difficult, um, oh. and asking for things that I want was something I had never really done. I was just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. I don't want to, and I started realizing uh, that if I didn't do that, that it wasn't it wasn't going to go well. And and anyone could call you anything, like no matter what you're doing. So you right. might as well like stand in stand for yourself and and um i started asking for things and what were you asking for <clears throat> i had called uh, a sh- my sh- the showrunner and creator of jane the virgin jenny ehrman and i i was talking through some stuff with her because i'm still very close with her and i was like i want to make these shows and these are my ideas and she loved one of them and she was like let's start developing it so so at the same time we had brought in a writer that was a friend of mine from Jane and we were doing these mini rooms. And so we were creating something um, based on a time in my life uh, while I was writing this Supergirl thing with this writing coach. So the, the, it was very serendipitous in that by the time I they were like, we, we want you to write an episode, likely the storyline that I had written, um, I was like, okay, I, I feel, I just 
worked with this genius woman creating something from nothing. I, I think I could, I know these characters so well. I've been on the show for a couple of years now. I feel like. So I, you pleaded this case to them. You really. No, no, I, this is all in my head. This all in my, head. my ah, head is the wild play. Okay. On the outside, I was like, here's the sample. I'd love to explore this. I love writing. I've been working on it. And then they, they really loved it. They were like, we'll send this off. And then our other producers in the studio loved it. And then that was it pretty much. But, yeah. And then COVID and then, and then every like life got complicated and COVID stretched out longer. Melissa was having a baby. Um, uh, and then we found out it was our final season. And so they had to scrap the storylines and start over. But because they committed to an episode, they kept their word. And uh, Did you were, have to rewrite something? Rewrite it? Oh, I started from scratch. So I had to join the writer's room. So I, I had to. I Wait had, a minute. Yeah. So they scratched the episode that you they were going to do. The whole season. The whole arc. season because it's all changed. It's the final. They had to redo everything for the third time. And so that had to be a little disappointing since you wrote something you were really happy with, but now you had to start from scratch, And but they still were interested. I, I was like, this isn't going to happen anymore. It's fine. In my mind. This uh, is their way of saying, we like you. You're so sweet, but no thanks. And I would get, I would get, you know, it's the final season of a show that's been yeah. on for a long time. Uh, but, I, but there was a, there was a three or four episodes that I didn't do because I joined the writers. I really feel like. I just kept showing up and- uh, Were they annoyed? No, I think they were like pleasantly surprised. You just kept showing up every day. Would you be quiet? I did a month. Or would you no. be assertive and go, oh, I have an idea. What if this happened? Yeah. And they were cool with that? They're like, this fucking actor is in the room? I would wait. I would wait <laughs> until- everybody spoke. I would wait until there was like a, a stall and then I would really think about what I was going to say and then I would I would only try to offer solutions or with, with my character or Kyler's character, I felt comfortable speaking up uh, with representation and certain things like you can't do that or, you know, for this arc storyline, let's bring in guest stars, you know, to make it more authentic We and, and things like that and, and they were really well received but I'm really close with our right. I've always been closer with our writers uh than than anyone on the show right. so a lot of them were my my friends so then so. you kept just pitching these story ideas yeah and they said we love it write it yeah well we did i was in the room for months so we did three episodes but broke the arcs for three episodes all together and then as we were doing it people were going off writing their episodes and then we broke uh blind spots pretty roughly but they gave me a, a lot of leeway and then um i went off and wrote it with uh jay who's the co-writer of the episode and, uh, I mean, wasn't that, were you nervous? I, I, I think I, I, here's the thing. I do something and don't think about how hard or scary it is until I'm like, <laughs> God, I wish I was you 85% in Jeez. and then I have a panic at 85%, but I've usually committed. I have to do it. And so I'm like, I'm almost there. I've got to just buckle down. And then I push past the last bit. And what was the most important thing when you were writing this to, that you were thinking of that this is what I want to come across. This is what I want people to understand. Because I, I felt like it was it was really cool how you said something about the superheroes, that they mm. that they they're part of the problem. Mm. That Supergirl and all her Justice League, they were part of the problem mm -hmm. with racial injustice and all these things. That's that's a difficult yeah. subject that's that's hard to tackle for anyone yeah yeah especially when you're you know doing notes calls and in rooms and you sh this character has been built up as the hero that's the best of, of everyone right. and and then you have to you know it's 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 interesting to watch how people react to those scenes when they're reading them because it people get very um defensive it's almost like it's them that is being attacked right um but i you bared down. I did. <laughs> you just yeah. said, 
effort. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, even with our fans, I find a lot of them, we were lacking empowerment of oneself and it's like, they're not, superheroes aren't going to save the day. Like the whole point of this is that hopefully you take some of that for yourself and empower yourself. That you We can, all have a superhero in us. Yes. We're all, we all can be superheroes. Yes. By being good people. Yes. By and stepping not relying up. on someone to rescue you in your everyday life. This can be translated to so many things. Wow. Um, and so what does it look like when you expect someone to rescue and they fail you? Like what, how painful is that? How do you step up for yourself? How do you show up for yourself? So I think there were themes in it that hopefully, uh, people that watch the show that aren't like, oh, I'm not that. So I can't, um, it overwrote that. You know, I, I read somewhere where David Ramsey, who was going to direct it, who directed it, mm -hmm. Blind Spots, you were, worked very close with him. And you also worked closely with every department mm -hmm. with like pr from props to them mm -hmm. saying to the set design mm -hmm. to whatever. I mean, you weren't just writing, you were designing, you were an integral part of the whole process. Yeah. They really, later I asked one of our showrunners, Robert, I was like, what, what did you, was that intentional or did you just not realize that? And he was like, I knew you'd sink or swim and I knew you'd swim. And they just, yeah, like casting decisions. I got to cast it. I got to go on location scouts, which I know writers don't normally do, and go over all the locations, approve prop guns and little knickknacks table, like my the restaurant. That's a lot. You might as well have directed the episode. But like my Type A controlling personality, I was like, you this. Loved I it. loved it. I was. I've never been more engaged. I, it was hard going back to just being an actor. Honestly, I was right. like, everything was so personal. I had a sign um, of a restaurant I came out of that had my mom's name on it and was Ethiopian food because she always wanted to have an Ethiopian restaurant. So our first location I built out was a restaurant. And she, when they sent me the approvals, and I, I don't even know if I told my show owners this, but I texted my mom. So she actually picked out everything for her restaurant that was on TV. Are you serious? Yeah. So I got to make it personal. Oh, man. And I think you could feel that uh, energy. And, and then um, talk about therapy. A, a lot of those speeches I would voice record and so I'd be in my apartment with Daisy just sobbing as I'm like yelling and you know it's like what you do in the shower but I essentially just record it <laughs> wow and then write it out and yeah so it's real emotion yeah yeah it was real that's crazy. everything I everything that was said was something I felt so sure. at this point when this episode comes out you've made dad proud <laughs> Has that happened yet? I think At this it was point, the, he was like, come on. I think on. when the superhero, uh, when the Guardian one sheet came out, a lot of young Eritrean girls that were like friends of kids, my my dad's friend's kids, were were so excited to see someone that looked like them be a superhero. I think that he was like, okay. Um, right. And to be the first of something. Because you're a vigilante, right? Yeah. Ultimately, James Olsen, your brother. Yep. He was a, a Guardian. Mm -hmm. And then he skips town and then you become a Guardian. Yeah. See? You see how I put this that's shit impressive. together? Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. I didn't look at that. I don't have that written down. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, so, but dad was yeah. pretty pleased. Yeah. 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 That made you feel good. Yeah, it did. I got it. I'm proud for you, of you, and that made me happy. I like that. Yeah. What's it like? Had you ever kissed another woman before you got this role? Before uh, you got. Yeah. You I'm had? Sure. Yeah. I don't think this is, yeah, I'm sure. On a show? I mean, oh, are you are you talking real life? <laughs> We're going to skip through this. Well, no. What's it, why are we going to, Morgan's like, hang on a second. <laughs> no, but I'm just wondering, on a TV show, have you ever had to kiss a I woman? I think so. You think so? I, I would remember that. If, what, I could, I, if I had to kiss a man, which I have, yeah. 
Uh, it got cut. I don't know. Maybe I was a bad kisser. I don't know why, but it was Jason Isaacs in Sweet November with Keanu Reeves and Charlize oh, Theron. And I made out with him in a scene in the background and they cut it. And the director was so like, oh, that was great. If you could do it again. I, it was French? really touching. No. Oh, shit, man. I sounded French. What was, what is it? Let me do it again. Okay. Um, Michael, um, Jason, that was really great, but. Scottish. Close. What are you Irish. Guessing? I don't Irish. know. I, was, oh, I wasn't oh, doing oh, a good job. Okay. I wasn't doing a good job. It takes me a little sheep stealing, hooting bastard, <laughs> just the words I use to try to get in the flow of things like that. You know, it's like off the lilt. But I remember it got cut. And so, but anyway, you know, I would, I remember that moment when I kissed a man. I wonder if it's more memorable for men than it is for women. Yeah, because women are supple and beautiful We're and just sweet like... and, and men are hairy and. And I think there's, there's like <laughs> so, societal weird. I feel like a, like. Straight men will get very uh, uncomfortable or weird. And I don't know. I feel like women are more like. I don't get uncomfortable at all. I'll you kiss can... a dude. Did you just get uncomfortable? Well, no. I won't kiss you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I mean, unless you wanted me to. Or, or for, no, if I had to. If we were acting in a scene together. If the situation called for it, sure. Of course. The situation called for it. Yeah, I'm not scared like that. I'm a yeah. thespian, for God's sakes. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't remember, I, I think I like block out chunks of my life, honestly. But, but those kissing scenes, so you, you, they don't even affect you at all. It's like, yeah. oh, I have to make out with Kyler. Great. great. I like Kyler. I love working with her. Yeah. It's going to be fun and comfortable and a great atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah. do you enjoy it? Yeah. They, I mean, her and I, it's, it's great. She's a babe. I love it. She's a babe. She I is a babe. Um, we, we are, we're such a team. You know, these shows are like chaos. And chaos. there's three units going at the same time. You're doing three different, you're being shuttled between multiple episodes. So her and I had a really fantastic work relationship and we're like work wives. So like we would order each other lunch every day. We would, you know, she did the morning coffee run. I would do the afternoon. We had our same drinks that we got. Like we really were like work wives in that way. And and um, and when things were bad, we would kind of cocoon. And so we had intimacy in our in our real relationship. And so the more that grew, it just felt more and more comfortable. It got tricky with COVID too, because yeah. we weren't really supposed to as much, um, which was unfortunate. But. Do you work out a kissing scene? Like I, I remember having to like, like, oh, if I do this and I do this and you choreograph things, mm -hmm. is that how you do it? Like, what if I kissed you on the neck and then I kissed your lips? Only if camera's <laughs> like, that doesn't work for us. But we, we were so comfortable with each other after a while that we didn't even, which again, COVID officers were like, you have to tell us. Right. We would just kind of feel out scenes and, and do it. Wow. We were lucky. You're I, a pro. I, I think if I didn't like who I was working opposite of, it, would be, tough. it would be hard. I'm sure there's been guys you've had, you've had to kiss and you're sure. like, I didn't like that. I don't want to have to kiss this guy. You know what's weird? What? And I, and I, and I just did not happen with Kyler and I've talked to her about it because I, rem I remember our kissing scenes very clearly. But with men, um, like when I was on Jane the Virgin, like I would black out kind of the male kissing scenes. Like I, I would like remember starting it and then just kind of like not remember. Were you just method acting or you just weren't like... I don't know, maybe a coping mechanism. <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting just... paid to do this and it's weird. Right. But I wouldn't I wouldn't remember and, and, and poor Brett Dyer, who I was opposite, was always like, I don't know whether to be offended by that. I'm like, oh, it's not personal. I do this <laughs> all the time. But but not not with women. You so. just kind of zone out. But with women, you feel more comfortable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's I, interesting. I haven't unpacked that yet. I'll tackle that in therapy tomorrow. Yeah, well, maybe tackle that in therapy and then we could talk about that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, we'll do fine. Because that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about that more, but we won't. <laughs> um, this is shit talking with Ozzy Tesfai. Tesfai. Yeah. I said it right. Yeah. 
Uh, these are my patrons, my lovable patrons. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you and you could ask questions to the guests and uh, help the podcast. But so these are some questions. You could go rapid fire. And Great. Were you going to say something? I just, these are questions from you or from these other These are people? questions from uh, from fans. Okay, great. From patrons. Oh, yeah. I'd never heard patrons use yeah. it. Yeah, patron, Patreon is a, is a place where people can go online and they support oh. the podcast. Awesome. So they support the podcast in many different ways. And so these are patrons that had questions. Great, let's do it. Little Lisa, who is the prankster on the set of Supergirl? Uh, oof, I don't. I don't, there was... You kind of prank, don't you? No, I don't feel like anyone really does Not David? Pranks. David seems like he'd prank. Oh. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> She's like, nope, David does not. No. Uh, maybe maybe Nicole. I don't know. Everyone's an adult and just kind of gets their job done. So I don't know about pranks. Yeah. I didn't say they didn't get their job done. I, but mean, I mean, you like, can still go on set and get your job done while true, you're having true. fun. True, true. <laughs> maybe like one of our one of our camera operators Rosie likes to do like during soccer term he'll do fun teasing things so maybe more crew than cast alright yeah. Michelle K yeah. what's one thing people would be surprised to learn about you um can you sing no can you I, dance no I mean I did not what not like professionally <laughs> I'm pretty untalented um, I don't I don't believe that for a second uh I don't know I'm an overthinker I'm a major overthinker, Are which you? I've shared now. It's like, yeah, my head's You think bit. about things too much. Yeah. Things that haven't happened. Yeah. But that's what I do. And they always say if you're thinking about the future, you're you're having it's anxiety and you're thinking about the past, it's depression, right? If you're focusing on that. I live in those spaces. I kind of do too. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta be gotta be more present, don't we? Yeah. I feel like I'm the duck with the feet, but like maybe it looks a, a lot calmer. But I'm <laughs> overthinking everything. You know what? I think I think a therapist once told me this. If you can't control it mm. and you can't change it, shelve it. Mm. So if this is the situation. I can't change this right now. I can't control this. Let it go. Let's shelve it mm. to when I can deal with it. And that does help me. That's really great. Also, get out of my mind! <laughs> I scream at myself sometimes. <laughs> Just in the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leanne, who has been a positive influence in your life and helped shape the person that you are today? Whoa. These are these are, hey man, these are not rapid fire. They're going for it. They could be rapid fire or they could be thoughtful. You know, you kind of uh, take your time. I'm my mom. You know, I, I my my mom, I grew up with a single mom and, and she told me I could do anything. And when I went to quit, she's like, you just keep pushing. So my mom. But not dad. Not so much, Dad. My dad and I have a better adult relationship. Does Dad say I love you? Not a lot. I'm proud of you. Not a lot now, but not not as much growing up. It was definitely right. my mom. Yeah, yeah. We need that as kids. Yeah, and I think there's something cultural with that, with being East African or you know Eritrea's between Saudi Arabia and Yemen, and like East African Middle Eastern culture, where uh, kids are kind of like seen and uh, not heard and. There's not as much like words of affirmation. It's like, I love you because you have a home and I feed you and I pay for your schooling, you know? And um, My dad used to say that. Who puts a roof over your head? I'm not a good father. Yeah. I don't have a meal on the table. Yeah. I go, oh, so parenting is just about it putting a roof over my head. Is that yeah. what you're saying? It's not, it, I, I, I think the most important thing is emotional connection. Mm -hmm. I think it's mostly about, I'm proud of you, son. I love you, son. Mm -hmm. Things like that connecting. But I, I think that's a, 
it's just it's a different time period where they grew up in it's how how they were loved and raised you know what they were shown yeah what they define as as being the head of a household or taking care of their family is is different than what we think now so yeah yeah dev nexon dev do you (laughs) dev (laughs) do you personally think it's essential or at least helpful to know a bit about comics for playing such a character or not I I did. Also, they they let me. I had a say in my designing my super suit, which was crazy. I think they people just lost their mind the last year and were like, "Yeah, it's fine. She'll figure you figure it out." So I I do love the comics. I I'm a, a big um, um, Bumblebee fan and Mal Duncan, who's a version of the Guardian, and um, I just we co designed the suit with a lot of that intention. Jeez, what didn't you do? I did a lot this last year. It was great for my. That's going to be great because I could see you now. I could see you as a director. I don't want to direct. I have zero desire to direct. I bet you turn. I bet eventually you will. The thought of being in pressure and having to manage a lot of people sounds like my version of hell. Well, create them. Just create and write. I just, if I can do it in my bed, that's like the sweet spot. Getting to. If you could do it in your bed. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, you can't, you you can't direct in your bed. Right. You can't direct in your bed. So there's a, that's a no go for me. This is now how I look at my creative lens of deciding what I want to do. <laughs> I, I can it. I can write in my bed zone. Dana S. I loved your episode with uh, Black Lives Matter. Made me cry and feel included in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Gave all the correct things to say to our allies. Such mm-hmm. a heartfelt episode. That's Thank sweet. you. I was hoping I was hoping that it would help with conversation. Wow. Are you getting offered to write things more things now? Yeah. You are. Yeah. So you got some things in the works. Yeah. Can't talk about it. No, but I'm excited and and uh, it's very it's exciting. I I I like. I don't know. It's hard going back to not to just acting, for me. Um, well, we need more female voices. Yeah. We need you to do it. Keep doing it. You're good at I it. I love it, and it makes me really happy. And and I and there's there's a lot of stories that haven't been told, and so I'm like, okay. Let's let's do it. And and again, I just collected kind of great people from different shows and writers and partnering with them on different ideas and trying to get that stuff made. But but Supergirl is special because it, it was um, when do you get to write your superhero coming out story? Like never. You're the first Arrowverse actor to have a writing credit in Arrowverse series. Yeah, I think I, I think that's first incredible. for Berlanti ever and then second uh, for the, the network. Are you glad the season... The, After the, Justin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you Who glad... Who I ran into recently and told him I was coming on your podcast because I know his wife. What she was say? on Jane the Virgin. Uh, he was like, he's the best. He was like, come over and have some tequila with me and, and his wife after we talk about it. <laughs> nice. Um, this has been a real treat. By the way, is is the... Where, did you cry at the, you know, uh, that it's the last... You're done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you cry in the final episode? Like no. this is it. So the the, fi- the finale, this the series finale is is Kyler and I's wedding. So um, and they built out a full wedding. I mean, it was this gorgeous estate that they took over. I mean, you walked in and you were like, oh, this is somebody that has a lot of money is getting married. It was beautiful, and so uh, it, and every cast member from the beginning pretty much was there. And, uh, and, wow. and McCod walked me down the aisle. And so there was a lot of, it was very, it was an emotional experience to have a wedding scene. And then I think that environment created a lot of, um, extra emotion, but not, not until I was pretty solid and, and um, 
Katie McGrath said that when, when they did like my final goodbye, I was smiling. She's like, you, you didn't look very sad. <laughs> I was like, was I smiling? She's like, it was disturbing. It was like a plastered smile on your face. But I was like ready. I was ready to, to move on. And then right. I said bye to a couple of crew members I'm really close with, like our first AD, Bob. And, and I was giving them very personal gifts and notes. And I burst into tears. Uh, really? Yeah. Isn't it always the crew guys yeah. that you're just like, you they're feel like so my boys, yeah. at home with? Yeah, they're protectors too. We have like. Did you have any of those guys like JD? The JD film Supergirl, or did you work with Glenn Winter at all? Yeah, Glenn's yeah. the best. Glenn's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we we had, and you know, Rosie was from The Flash, and Paul, our B cam operator, and our ADs. Like those guys were very they're protectors in the best way. And yeah. so, uh, the show is it, it's a lot, and when you're on location, it's a lot, and they just were. For me personally, I, I, you know, had different experiences on the show. Some were good, some were bad, and but they were always like a solid, um, stable, kind, like place to land. And so right. saying bye to them was, was the hardest. Yeah. Will you miss it? Do you miss it? I'm gonna miss being a superhero. Um, I miss our, I miss the crew. I think it felt right to be done. Right. Um. The fear in you always wants to do like one more season, yeah. but it was done and and you could feel it. And and a lot of people were already mentally done. Like they, I came, out, came on later. I wasn't on since the beginning. I can't imagine doing a hundred something episodes of television, yeah. but it felt right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I loved having you on. Did you enjoy it today? I did. This was like really easy. I could do this all day. Yeah. I really had fun. Yeah. I don't like to talk too much, but like, you know, an hour to me is like. It's, it's, Did we it's, do an hour? Probably. Did we do an hour, Ryan? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Doesn't that just fly? You're so good at this. Oh, thanks. I, you know, I was a little nervous because I, we don't know each other. I know. And we don't, you know, it's just like I, I, I it's not like I watch Supergirl every day. Yeah. And I so just, you're like, what are you doing? You're like, what would you do every episode? You just talk to a human being. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, you know. And we're both big on therapy. I feel like yes. that's like a, then you, you know. It's important. It's, it's important. important. And you opened up and you opened up and you shared with the audience and they're going to, they'll gravitate towards you because they like that. They like when people open up and they just, if they learn something from you, which I learned something from you. you. And um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank for you having for having me. And Blanche. Wait, I had you. Blanche. And Blanche yeah. and Ryan. And Ryan. Sorry that I said Blanche first, but. Blanche that's, is, it happens. Yeah. Pretty fantastic that's dog. Fine. She's pretty cute. Yeah. She has a cute dog, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. All right. Thanks again for being here. Thanks this for is having great. me. Thank you, Ozzy Tesfai. Um, great interview. Mm -hmm. Just really humble and sweet and easy to talk to. And uh, I, I didn't know her. I didn't know her at all. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when you don't know someone, I get a little nervous. I get a little, you know, oh, my God. I want them to like me. I want them to enjoy themselves. I want them to maybe come back and... You know, you can only control what you can control, Ryan. Can I say those those have been the best ones recently? The ones where you're like, I don't know this person, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. And then you guys talk <laughs> and it's fine and it's they turn out great. I think you're right. Because you learn about somebody, and that's kind of what this is about. You wanna learn. I wanna learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I learn about somebody either way, but when I don't know them at all, I learn a ton. Yeah. And so do you. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Ozzy Tesfai, for coming on the podcast. You're welcome back whenever you want. Uh, remember to follow us on the handles uh, at Inside of You Podcast on um, Instagram and Facebook, at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? Um, make sure you uh, listen, watch, uh, tell your friends to do the same. 
And if you want to join Patreon, the lovable, loving patrons that I have, patreon.com slash inside of you. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. And they're fantastic. They've become so, such great friends, uh, such a great community. They give back to the podcast. They help to keep the podcast afloat. And uh, I'm going to read those names off now. And be sure to, if you're in the giving spirit, echoesofhope.org for foster youth, uh, foodonfoot.org for the homeless situation here in Los Angeles, um, tell them I sent you. And also the Ronald McDonald House, you can't uh, do wrong by donating to those guys. Um, yeah. And uh, Food on Foot, if you give $25, they'll receive $50. They get $50. So go to foodonfoot.org for more information. Right now, we're going to read off uh, our lovely patrons. Uh, these are the top-tier patrons. They get boxes from me every couple of months because they give the most that you can give on the podcast, mm -hmm. on the uh, on the patron thing. Are you still doing your uh, your better help? Still, I am. You still working with better help? I am. Uh, yeah, I have a therapist right now who's really stuck, and she's uh, really uh, hands on. Really? Yeah. So you're digging it? I am. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. I just yeah. got a new therapist too, and uh, it's helping me. Yeah. In fact, I told her, she goes, what are you thinking? I go, well, I thought that I just didn't want to be on this conversation and I'm having anxiety talking to you. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes in, I feel really comfortable. So know that even, mm -hmm. you know, even myself, I, when I'm talking to a therapist, I get nervous, I'm anxious. And then all of a sudden it starts to dissipate and I start to feel comfortable and let go. And that's when the real work mm -hmm. comes in, you know, mm -hmm. comes through. Yeah. Uh, here are the top tier patrons. Here we go. Nancy. D. Leah. F. S what? S. Yes. Sarah. <laughs> v. Little. Lisa. You. Kiko. Jill. E. Brian. H. Mama Lauren. G. Nico. P. Jerry. W. Robert. Uh, B. Jason. Uh, w. Kristen. K. Amelia. O. Allison. L. Raj. C. Josh. D. It's Joshua. Emily. Uh, F. S. Yes. S. CJ. P. Samantha. M. Jennifer. N. Stacy. L. Jen. Uh, Z. <laughs> I forget. Take a guess. Uh, Jen. C. S. S. You got through quite a few of them without messing up. Jamal. Uh, F. Yes. Janelle. B. Kimberly. E. Mike. D. E. Eldon. Mm. Supremo. 99. More. R. Mira. Santiago. M. Chad. W. Leanne. P. Janine. R. Maya. P. Maddie. I. S. Belinda. L. N. Chris. R. H. Dave. Jesus. H. I'm out. Spider Man. Chase. Sheila. G. Brad. D. Ray. H. Tabitha. T. Mr. Ed. Mr. M, <laughs> Liliana A, Michelle K, Michael S, Talia M, Betsy D, Lori L, Chad L, Rochelle, Nathan E, Marion, Meg K, Janelle P, Dan and Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Super Sam, Coleman, uh, Coolers, Coleman Coolers, Coleman G, Coleman Goolers, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Liz I, Jeremy C, Andy T, Cody R, Sebastian K, Gavinator, David C, John B, Brandy D, Yavor, Camille S, The C, getting down to the nitty gritty here, 
Joey M, Willie F, Christina E, Adelaide N, Jeffrey M, Omar I, Lena N, Eugene and Lee. Hello, guys. Chris P, Nikki G, Corey, KTB, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B. Thank you, patrons, top patrons. Thank you all, patrons, for sticking with Inside of You podcast and with me. It means a shit ton that you guys... Uh, give so much to the podcast and you support me so much and uh, I will never forget it. And uh, I'm going to keep doing this podcast until you um, stop supporting me, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. What else can I do? I uh, happy holidays. we got a couple of great episodes coming up, so do not miss them. Put them in your calendar every Tuesday. I'll be here with you or whenever you decide to listen to the show from the Hollywood Hills and Hollywood, California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Tayos. That's Ryan Tayos right over there. Right over and a uh, little wave to the camera. And thanks for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you today. And I hope you have a glorious freaking week. Be good to yourselves, guys. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.